Welcome to the Food and Faith Podcast, conversations from the soil and around the table with your co-hosts, Anna Wolfenden, Derek Weston, and Sam Chandler. Hello, Food and Faith Podcast community. We are so glad to be with you today. We have a special show prepared, and this is one that has been in the making for a while now. And we have some exciting announcements to bring to you all. But we wanted to start this episode by just telling you a bit of the origin story of the Food and Faith podcast, which you may or may not know. About three, almost three years ago, three years in December. Yes, right, Sam? I think that's right. Yeah. In the time of COVID, who knows? Who knows? A time ago. Um. Sam and I were both sitting at a table at a gathering at Wake Forest Divinity uh, as part of the support team for the Food, Faith, and Ecological Wellbeing Program that Fred Bonson runs there. Shout out to Fred. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Fred, for bringing good people together in the same room over the years. And I had been thinking for a while about that it was time to do a podcast. Um, a good friend of mine, Jana, had told me, you know what you need to do? I know you're trying to write a book, but you need to start a podcast, which was very, as usual, insightful of her to, to know what, what the next thing should be. Um, and so I've been thinking about it, and there are a number of us sitting at the table, and I just said, hey, you know what we need? We need a podcast that really works at this intersection of food and faith. We were had been in a a room for the past few days with people, practitioners from all different areas of the intersections of food and faith and theology and ecology. And the stories were just powerful and amazing and felt like such a, a privilege to be able to be in that space. And then also that we wanted others to be able to be in that space, others to be able to hear each other's stories and also wondering what are the stories that aren't in this room. And so I just threw out there, the idea of like, you need to start a podcast and Maria Love Parrish was there and Fred and a few others at the table and everyone starts nodding and saying, yeah, that'd be great. And I said, you know, I definitely would want to co-host. And then two people over to my left, <laughs> this UCC pastor, church planter, I think maybe even kind of raised his hand and. Yeah, said, I kind of did. And it, it was, <laughs> it was one of those, I remember it being one of those moments like, you know how you have these moments where the whole world slows down? Like, like, the, like the moment is going by in half a second, but it feels like it's 10 minutes worth of time. And I remember having this, this, this sense of like, do I want to be a part of this or not? And truth be told, now that we've put out over 50 episodes of this, and I, I can probably admit that it was more driven probably by the fear of missing out than anything else. But I was like... Yeah, actually, I want to apply to be the co-host of that. Um, and that just sort of came out and nobody nobody else volunteered. So I was like, well, I guess this is probably good. Either one, either one, nobody wants to no, nobody wants to start a wrestling match over who gets to host the pod right now. Or they're like, or everybody thinks Sam's a, a decent enough, uh, decent enough co-host for this. And so everybody's like, okay. The funny thing about it, though, is that you and I had not met Anna until that particular gathering. So we had, over the course of like a day or two, had spent maybe a max of like six hours in a room together with one another. And then we're like, okay, yeah, sure, this should be fun. Let's do this. 
Um, I don't even think that was probably like the longest conversation we'd had, you know, it probably was. We've been in group conversation, but yeah. 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 Not, not, not talking to each other, just kind of in the same space with each other. And now here we are the host of a pod. And then it was the, that ever ubiquitous question. What do we do now? (laughs) Yes. So eventually we started a podcast. It took a while. There were some bumps along the road in terms of our availability. And um, we learned how to work together. We learned that this was definitely a good co-hosting situation. And then we launched in September of 2018. Is that when it was? Jeez. That's when it was. It's true. And we've had such a wonderful journey of getting to talk to all sorts of different people. It has been such a privilege of the variety of stories that have been on this show have just, um, it's been a, it's been an honor to hear. And we're starting to hear too, that people actually listen. So bizarre. Yeah. Okay. So two things on that. First of all, you're allowed to say that after 50 plus episodes, Every once in a while, you've prayed. You know what would have been awesome if somebody else would have raised their hand around that table? <laughs> I have not said that. I have not said that. <laughs> hey, uh, God, you know what? Um, no, no, it has it. It has absolutely been a joy. Um, and to and to figure out what goes into podcasting is kind of insane. Um, and then, yeah, a lot I, more than we thought. Goodness gracious! Yeah, <laughs> there is no prepping for the insanity that is podcasting. But yeah, like people. Like people have listened, like, like I took this new call here at St. Mary's, this new church uh, in February, you know, and you know, they're getting to know me a little bit and I'm getting to know them. And and I'm like, by the way, I do this podcast and like, oh, well, how many people listen? And I hadn't looked at the numbers in like forever. Just that's not what drives me when we do this work. So like, I just hadn't bothered. I had 16 other things I was worried about. And I was like, "Ah, you know, it's somewhere between like 50, 60, 70 downloads an episode. They're like, oh, okay, that's good. So I actually logged in the other day, just I needed to look at something. And it's, it's like 250, which is hardly like beating the doors down in terms of what a podcast, you know, can be in the world. I mean, you know, we have a ways to go to catch some big ones, but like 250 is legit. And if you're one of the 250, you mean, you mean an awful lot to us. So thank you. So I'm like, yeah, people listen and people care and we get emails and responses and people want to be a part of it and people want to advertise. And I'm like, oh, shoot, podcasting's a thing and this works and the stories that are emerging from it are remarkable. And so, um, so yeah, it's a thing. Here we are. Here we are. We are so grateful to all of you listeners. I mean, it really does kind of still blow me away that we have these conversations and then you listen. It's, it's a little, it's a little weird sometimes. Like I've been at conferences and people come up to me and start telling me like, Oh, something about me. And I'm like, when did I share that? Like, why would I have shared that story? And then I realized, Oh, I shared it on the podcast. That so, doesn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you out more, Sam. Uh, um, or we need to start sharing some more interesting stories, I guess. <laughs> There are kidding, no way. kidding. I have pig stories and goat stories and that's all. Well, we, we do appreciate those. Um, so over the course of the last few years, we have interviewed many, a wonderful person. And this summer we interviewed a good friend of ours and a colleague and somebody we are collaborating with on other food and faith related um, 
projects. And after that episode, which we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on, so you listeners, you are also affirming the announcement that we are about to make. We had the lovely and um, life-giving idea that what if there were three hosts of the Food and Faith podcast? And as soon as we thought of that, there was really just one answer. And he wasn't even raising his hand and like jumping up and down. It was more like both Sam and I were like, yes, that is the voice. That is the person. That is the team member that we would be honored to be able to work with. So without further ado, we would like to introduce... It's an awful lot of build-up. I know. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's been so careful about not laughing this whole time. The one, the only, Derek Weston is the rounds out the trio of the Food and Faith podcast team. And Derek, we are thrilled that you agreed to go along on this crazy ride with us. Yeah. Um, thank you for inviting me and thank you for having me. Um, you know, I've been, um, I've been a fan of the podcast and been listening since day one and can say that um, it's been one of the few podcasts that like, I'm looking forward to new episodes when they come out. Um, so, and then uh, I guess it was last year that I started doing some editing for episodes. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I've just been so inspired by all of the work that's happening and all of the people who are, are, are working at this intersection because they're doing such um, innovative church ministry. They're doing such innovative spiritual formation they're doing such innovative like agriculture um so it's just been really fun to listen to those stories um and and you know when it comes down to it um you are two of my favorite people to talk to just in general and so uh the fact that like there's kind of a designated time that we're going to talk every week is a lot of fun for me um so i'm i'm excited i'm excited i think i'm I'm really looking forward to um, where this can go and what we can do and stories we can tell and new ways of telling those stories. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped. But this is not your first foray into podcasting. It's not. It's not. Um, I used to host a co-host a show with uh, my good friend, Carol Howard Merritt, which is called God Complex. Um, and we, that was, that was a really fun show. Um, trying to get her to, do that again but carol's hard to pin down these days um she's doing a lot of things she's doing a lot of things um and then i i do periodically um uh show up on pub theology uh which is the podcast that uh, my wife co-hosts um and uh and, and that one I, I i drink beer during that one um so that's 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 so. why i show up for that one <laughs> They just like eat carrots during this. <laughs> so as soon as my whole thirty's over, we can <laughs> we can add that. Yes, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I'm not opposed. Um, We're gonna have to arrange our recording schedules. <laughs> recording at eleven thirty in the morning, in the middle of a busy work day. Like but they don't know that. Uh, no, but I, I, I'm I'm up for changing our recording schedule. <laughs> I do think we should mention this that I, something I left out of the 
like timeline and biography, and this is an important thing to know about Derek, is that Derek was the person that we reached out to when we were like, we're hosting a podcast. We don't really know what we're doing. Derek, what do we need? And he is so helpful. Like, this is like the mic you need, and this is how you this. And so you have been instrumental, really. I actually, this podcast might not be here without your help in the first place. You'd have found someone else. There's, there's YouTube for everything. I'm just saying, you've been, <laughs> nah. you've been part of this for a long time, and we're really glad to officially have you in this. Nah, see, see, everybody on YouTube and there is like, and on Twitter and everything's like, just what the world needs, another podcast. You know, just, you know, just the. This is the thing the world doesn't have enough of. And so anybody else we would have gone to have been like, you know what? We don't actually need another <laughs> pod. You were the o literally the only person uh, uh, other than the people at that table that Anna described. You're literally the only person. He's like, you know what? I think we do. I think we yeah. need one more pod. <laughs> I mean, and, and we probably should have like shut the door after you guys started and said, okay, now we have all the podcasts that we need. But, um, yeah, no, this is this was definitely this well, is something I think the world actually needs. And I think that's that's part of why I'm I'm excited to do this is because I think this is a podcast that we actually need. And let's be honest, you also have a bigger Twitter following than the other than the two oh. of us. So we're just we're just <laughs> leveraging that as best we can here. <laughs> that's, that's because people um, are into the absurd and <laughs> I am frequently saying the absurd. So. <laughs> uh, the future of this podcast, um, you may see a few changes as we continue into the fall, and we hope that they will be changes that you appreciate, and we'd love to hear your feedback on them. Um, so in addition to having a third host, um, we are playing with some series. We also are instituting a new monthly episode that will sound something like what you're hearing right now, the three of us chatting together. Um, we'll probably have that be more thematically guided in the future. Um, and we hope that you will also engage with what we hope will be a growing connection of um, this community with one another. And some more opportunities for cross-pollination between, between people and groups and churches and farms as we try to keep cultivating this. I think it's also um, a, a big change that we're making is that the show is gonna be weekly. Um, now with the three of us, we're able to divide, uh, divide and conquer a little bit more. Um, and, and, and produce more content. And I, I'm really excited about that. I think one of the things that I have noticed with the podcast that I, I really love is just kind of the consistency of a weekly voice um, or a weekly group of voices that I can, I can have something to look forward to on you know, a Monday morning or a Tuesday afternoon. Um, so that's one of the things that we're gonna be doing is moving to a weekly show. And um, once a month, you'll get this, this set up um, but uh, we'll also kind of each of us take lead on some things that we're interested in and some people that we know. Um, we'll, be, we'll be developing series around some, some areas that we have either interest or expertise. Um, it's going to be fun.
Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that always ins- that sort of part of the DNA of this show has always been that, you know, we we felt we felt very blessed and privileged to be in circles where these kind of conversations were happening. Um, and the goal of the pod was always to invite as many people as we could into those conversations um, to get them into the room, so to speak. And so by going weekly, um, by, by splitting up some host duties, you know, here and there, by doing some different things, we're just hoping to spread those conversations even farther and wider. And so, um, you know, so yeah, so we're looking at, you know, we're looking at some topics that may be of interest to folks. Um, you know, we've reached out to a couple other pods also say, hey, can we cross pollinate a little bit? You come on ours, we come on yours um, kind of thing. Um, but always growing this conversation, um, which I think can also extend to the listeners that if there are things that you're aware of, um, things that, you know, conversations that need to happen, they can be even local conversations, you know, things happening in ag and ecology. Um you know, nobody needs a reminder, you know, as, as we're recording right now that, I mean, we've got a hurricane on one end of the, one end of the country. We've got wildfires on the other end of the country. Um, these conversations continue to be relevant. And so if there are folks, um, that can, that can invite us into those conversations, we're, we're grateful for that as well. And so it has always been about bringing as many people into the room as possible. It's not our room. We're just trying to, we're just doing the best we can to bring others to it. Um, so consider consider this our evangelism that like, hey, these conversations are great and we want you and need you to be a part of them. And so, so yeah, it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the to the conversations that we've got we've got lined up. Not that we want to give them away quite yet, but I'm really excited about them. I don't really want to give them all away, but I would love if you're willing, Sam, just to give a little taste of the particular theme and topic that you're going to be looking at later in this season okay yeah cool you're excited about it and so i'm excited about it and i know that i have a lot to learn and i'm going to learn a lot through this this series so i am excited um and it and it my idea emerges from my own background which we've had opportunities to talk about you know with some regularity on the pod um but also an opportunity for me to learn. Um, that's that's what I'm really excited about. And so, um, so many of you know my passion for um, animals and for livestock. Um, growing up on a dairy farm, um, now my kids have pigs and goats. Um, I am just I I love the the livestock slash animal aspect that goes into agriculture. Um, animals have always meant a lot to me. Um, but as, one of the things that I've found is that in these conversations we have around. Um, agriculture, ecology, and faith is that animals often are not as present in the conversation, you know, even, even keep, keep until, or other garden churches, you know, that, that kind of thing that do it. It's usually around vegetables. It's around plants. We're, we're practicing that and all that's well and good. Um, but I think there's a whole nother level of this conversation around animal production, the ethics around livestock, um, how we consume meat uh, ethically, how we think about it, and how the way we think about animals is actually shaped by much larger societal forces. Um, and so I'm, I'm doing a deep dive on a couple different theologies around how people think about animal livestock. Um, and so um, we'll be looking, not, 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 not necessarily to say that the podcast has one particular, you know, bent on this, but saying, hey, listen, animal livestock is as informed by theology and as informed by ethics as everything else we're talking about. And so let's explore that a little bit. And so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to interviewing some folks who are in livestock um, and who have very different perspectives about how they think about it, bringing those conversations to the table and asking them about how their faith informs the way that they think about animals. Um, and so that's what I'm working on. It's 
it might take a little bit to get there, um, but to put it all together into sort of a cohesive unit and to just spend a little time in this area feels like a lot of fun for me. Um, and my hope is that I get to spend more time in barns if, uh, if, 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 if COVID will, if COVID will let up. So, um, so that's, that's something I'm hoping to bring and uh, looking forward to engaging our audience in that conversation. Really excited about it. And I just am excited about this idea of having a, uh, continuity of a particular theme and conversation and and explicitly bringing those different perspectives. I think that's something we really yeah. care about in, with this show. And so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And so we, we will be interviewing everybody from uh, people involved with PETA to people who are involved in very large scale slash ranch slash uh, CAFO agriculture in the in, in the West. And so I'm um, really trying to attack this from all angles and see what happens. So um, let's just jump right into the middle of it is how I is how I think about it. The unfortunate thing about this being a podcast is that you can't actually see the joy on Sam's face right now. Oh, uh, like he is like this entire time that he has been talking about this subject, he has been radiating joy, and, and I think that's that's a big part of of what we're hoping to do as we move forward is like really explore these places of passion where we where we have uh, these intersections of food and faith and like. It's very clear for Sam that Sam has a passion around this, that it's personal, that it's, it's, it's something that he's lived with and wrestled with. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to see where that develops. Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> Notice we are not, dear listeners, telling you when this series is going to yeah. drop. But we are excited that it is, it is in the works. Uh, and look, look, I totally, but we've got, we've got some academics lined up and academia right now is just a mess. And so, um, so yeah, so we're doing the best we can to get, get the interviews lined up, but uh, hopefully our listeners will understand that everything in COVID will, is, we'll get there when we get there. And so, uh, but, but just know that, I mean, we, we're continuing to try to, to broaden this conversation as much as we can. So, uh, and we, and, and we hope our listeners come along for the journey. Yeah. And uh, so I will kind of piggyback on that. Two of the things that I've been thinking of um, and I've shared with Sam and Anna about things I would love to see in the podcast as we go forward. Um, one is expanding. We you know this is, this is the food and faith podcast and faith, you know, is, is broad and it's, it's beyond just the Christian faith. Um, and, and, you know, I've been just by virtue of, of the, ways the pandemic has played out have, have come across several Jewish folks who are working at this intersection who are doing really fascinating work. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really excited to expand to some more interfaith conversations and some multi-faith conversations. But I've also, and, and one of the conversations we had early on, um, there's a lot of what, the thing that's great about food is that everyone interacts with food. And you, you don't actually have a choice about that. You have to interact with food. Um, and one of the things I'm also kind of looking at, I'm, I'm hoping that we get a chance to have some conversations with people who cook food. You know, we've, we, we have a lot of people who, who, um, who grow food, a lot of people who are um, working on the production end. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, if, if, if you actually like tread through some of that uh, stuff in Exodus and Leviticus. Uh, it's actually about food preparation. Mm -hmm. 
and and there's something connected to our faith about how we prepare and how we eat food and 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 you know i think for a lot of us cooking is one of the ways that we show hospitality um it's one of the ways that we you know well you know back when we were able to show hospitality yeah there was a time (laughs) (laughs) remember hospitality um but you know it's it's um you know there's so many ways that we we connect around these ideas of food and faith and really wanting to broaden and explore the the all of the ways that we intersect with 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 food and all of the ways that we're a part of the food cycle yeah and uh, and that that's going to be a lot of fun we and we we've talked amongst us i mean and and i know that i've said this at 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 keep until that uh that actually what we do is grow plants it's chefs who turn it into food that it's not food until somebody is actually eating it, um, you know. And so, so yeah. So that that critical component, um, this is you know, is has is 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 a place where we can do a little more exploration. And so, um, you're you're bringing that to our attention um, and looking forward and lo- looking forward not only to talking about it, but hopefully COVID lets up and we can actually go to some places and yeah. actually <laughs> like eat, why can't please. we eat better? <laughs> We're really looking forward to the day where we can do a restaurant series and all three hosts, you know, go do on-site recording. Yeah. Because yeah. that sounds like fun. That and then we could have those, you know, in the evening, record in the evening and That's have right, your yeah. beers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we are really looking forward to exploring these areas and um, I am continuing to hope to hold down the fort with kind of our, our one-off guests which um come across our the holy spirit likes to blow guests our way and we love that and if you have been um thinking about somebody you'd love to hear interviewed we are always open to hearing your suggestions um i'm also excited about doing having some more guests to look at um scripture and food and faith and ecological movement um thinking a lot about um, preachers and uh, particularly within the christian tradition and also um, love the the broader interreligious conversation as well. How do our traditions and our texts inform and also guide and um, support us in in working at these intersections? So we're really looking forward to the this season, and I think all three of us are. Um, I don't know, I'll speak for myself, but you can join in if it's true. <laughs> are looking forward to learning and growing that this is a place where I get to learn too and get to hear new perspectives. And it really shapes the way that I think about these conversations and this work. So I'm grateful that y'all keep listening and that guests keep coming on the show and that we can continue to, to be in this conversation together. Yeah. So yeah, we are, we are hustling, like working really hard, like really, really putting in the effort to, to, to bring some fabulous com- conversations to you and looking forward to looking forward to doing them. Yeah. Well, which brings us to another point, our dear listeners, which is that we all love this work and we do it just out of the love of our hearts, but we also would love to be able to like at least pay like our hosting fees and be really great if our editor who spends a lot of hours, like we all spend some hours, but our editor spends a lot of hours to get some kind of stipend. So this is our invitation to partner with us, not just in listening, but also in giving. And we would love to see our Patreon community 
grow over this year as we are committing to weekly episodes and we're committing to keeping keeping this on our priority list. Um, if you were able to pitch in even just a couple dollars a month or feel free to pitch in $20 a month or $30 a month, that's welcome too. But um, to commit to regularly supporting this show as we continue to strive to commit to bringing it to you regularly, you can find the Patreon link in our show notes or um, on our website, on our social media. As I'm saying this, I'm hoping it really is all those places. <laughs> we'll make sure of that. We would love to have you join us in supporting the ongoing work of the Food and Faith podcast. The importance there is that the ongoing work of the Food and Faith podcast is is not just the podcast. We've, we've had uh, a lot of conversations in the last year about doing doing more beyond the podcast. Um, so Anna and Sam and I have been a part of this uh, group that has been imagining and, and dreaming up this documentary film that is uh, going to be doing uh, a lot of similar storytelling of, as we've been doing on the podcast. Um, but, you know, there's always, there's always so much more that you, there's always, well, I won't say more, but there's, there's always a different aspect that comes from being able to, to, to see places, you know, when we, we ask the question about geography, but sometimes it's really good to be able to see a person's geography. Um, sometimes it's really good to be able to see where they are. Um, so there's going to be some stuff coming up in, uh, in the next month or so that we're going to be really excited to tell you about. And then over the next year, um, there's going to be, uh, quite a bit of work done on, on, again, you know, as the pandemic allows, um, on a, on a larger documentary project. And so there'll be more information about that. Um, and one of the other things that we're working on is, is just kind of creating a hub for these stories and the people who are featured in these stories. Um, you know, we've, we've really kind of rallied around this idea of stories of food and faith, which is what we what the podcast has been doing. And, um, and, and we, we want, a space online where people are able to share their stories and share their resources and share their questions and share their frustrations and, um, and share their vision for what the future of the church will be. Because I think that for a lot of the, a lot of us, this conversation really is uh, a big piece of the future of the church conversation. Um, and so we're, we're excited about cultivating some of that space as well, um, to have those conversations, to share articles, to share videos, to, of course, share the podcast. Um, so more on that coming as well. Lots, lots of irons in the fire. Um, but it's, 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 it's stuff that we're really excited about and stuff that we, we think is um, really important. And, and, and as the pandemic has raged on, just feels really timely. Um, and and the, the work of of caring for creation, caring for um, each other, of of addressing food apartheid and insecurity, and of actually having a relationship with creation, it feels more it feels more urgent right now. It just does. Um, so we're excited about various avenues of of telling these stories. We are gonna keep doing the show and we look forward to seeing what all that comes and 
I guess we'll just end with a quick go around of what gives us hope. Sam, what gives you hope today? Oh, you have to start with me. Don't you understand that this table now is like is like Thanksgiving dinner when everybody's like, all right, who's praying? And everybody's like, nope, back up. <laughs> what gives me hope in a time of COVID, in a time of heightened, you know, or at least a more awareness of, you know, the injustices that are happening in our country in a time where we're staring down an election. Um, to be honest, it's it's that the work that matters the most, the work of the church, the work of caring for one another, even the work of just going out and feeding the animals. Forgive me for leaning back into, into that for a little bit. But you know what? What gives me hope is going and feeding those pigs twice a day. And that the things that bring me the most meaning, showing up to daily prayer, going and feeding the animals, just the things that bring me mental health, the things that help me root my life and make sense of my life and give me direction and purpose, Caring for children, caring for a garden, all those things continue unabated. Um, and so it is, it is a reminder that the, that the most normal and just everyday things, which no one would ever get interviewed for a podcast for, no one would ever write a book about, the things that bring me the most meaning are still there. Um, and so as we, you know, as we fly headlong now into autumn, which happens to be my favorite season of the year, so that gives me a little bit of hope too, um, that the most normal and the most meaningful things continue. Um, and we will find places for the the other things, you know, the more, the the, the larger things, the things that draw more eyeballs. Um, but there are rhythms in my life that are keeping me going, and uh, and and looking forward to this pod continuing to be one of those things. Just the regular conversation of exploring, um, exploring all those things that get missed so often. So that's that's what that's what's bringing me hope today. Amen to that. What about you, Derek? What's bringing you hope today? I think what brings me hope um, is that in the midst of, of all of what's been going on in the world, there are still people showing up to help. Um, I, I've been managing this community garden over the summer and um, I have this one volunteer who is uh, just, you know, um, has just this week built uh, planting tables, potting tables for our greenhouse that, or hoop house that is um, kind of in shambles, but you know, he started, he started designing a ventilation system and he's, he sends me texts about the a gutter system that he found and he is so gung ho and, and I, and I, and I love it. And it's, and, uh, and I love that he has found, um, kind of a place of, of, it's weird to say rest without as active as he is, but he's found peace in this space, but, and, and just a deep desire to have a place where you can plug into the community and give back. Um, and then I, I, I got a delivery of seedlings this morning from a church that, that started some seedlings for us for fall vegetables. And, you know, I, I, and as, as, you know, as the summer went on, the number of volunteers I had increased each week. Um, and, and people just wanting to help, people just wanting to do something that feels meaningful, something that feels like, like they, they're contributing to someone else's lives. And, and, and you know, and <laughs> yesterday I had a, 
this uh, gentleman who runs a, a native plant nursery out of his friend's backyard show up at the garden and 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 like volunteer to um, to help us do pollinate, a pollinator border around the a native plant pollinator border around the garden and but people just keep showing up to help you know and I think so often we hear about the division and how how nasty things have gotten and 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 that's that's true to some extent but like what I see in my actual day-to-day -day life are people showing up to help all over the place um and and so that's that's really what gives me hope is like people people still want to help each other people still want to contribute they still want to give back um that that keeps me going you know we need a round table pod with those volunteers like the one like, who <laughs> goes above and beyond because everybody's got them every every garden every community garden every garden church has one of these and we just need to put them all in a room and say what's what what's your deal because it's fabulous <laughs> so, and how do we bottle that <laughs> yeah exactly and share it yeah. with others and what about you anna well those are tough acts to follow um i think the thing that's bringing me hope today is that from various directions i am being reminded of the truth that there is enough and that so many of our issues in our world and in our country come from scarcity and personal gain and profit and putting ourselves first in a selfish kind of way we're going to trying to accumulate and what brings me hope is that i feel like there is an openness to looking at that hard part of ourselves individually and collectively and saying huh how is how am i being driven by by scarcity or by self-centeredness or by all the things that come from that be it food apartheid or white supremacy or climate destruction that i feel find i find hope in the bigger theological truth that I believe that there is enough <laughs> and I find hope in the honest hard conversations that I am witnessing and part of and that I'm having inside my own self that we really could we could repent we could collectively turn we could collectively be changed to make more of our choices based on what is good for our neighbor and what is good for the common common good and the that interconnected whole rather than our own needs and i think that in a time where so many of the things that i thought that i needed to just survive and enjoy life every day are not possible that it's such a daily exercise and reminder of you know what no this is enough like yeah i didn't get to do you know, I didn't write my sermon in a coffee shop this morning. I wrote it here in my little office. That's, that's okay. That's enough. Oh, I didn't get to go on that trip. But I got, you know, like that just that, that there's this, this constant reminder of, you know, if, if one has their health, like that's enough right now. If you have employment, that's enough. If you have whatever it is, love of family, these are, these are the precious things and that, um, 
there'll be enough for another day. And, and when the children of Israel wandered in the desert and they had manna, that was like enough. They were still in the desert. Like, right. Like it's not like everything, it's not all like happy and it might not even feel abundant, but that there is actually enough. And that gives me, gives me hope. Can I, can I throw in a bonus thing? That bonus gives hope? <laughs> Maybe just because it feels like, you know, extra hope, it wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing right now. Um, I have been obsessively watching the milkweed outside of my house. Mm. Um, and I've been watching the monarch caterpillars and I've been watching them, uh, eat and grow. And I've seen some chrysalis start to form. And, um, there is a, there is a just absolute beauty to the fact that the natural rhythms continue. You know, Sam, this is this kind of kind of ties to what you're saying, but I think I think there is a there's a resilience to nature that that actually I think we we reflect that, you know. Um, the resilience of 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 animals to find the one specific thing that they eat so that they can they can you know, lay their eggs and, and have their, have the, their young grow and, um, and, you know, just the, the opportunities for transformation, you know, and, and for things to be, to be different and to come out on the other side better. Um, I, I, I know my neighbors probably think I'm insane because I just, I'm sometimes just sitting there like tunnel vision, <laughs> like staring at milkweed, but I, I, I take so much encouragement of just watching that cycle of life happen and, and knowing that we're a part of that. If we choose to be like, if we choose to not separate ourselves out and be above it, but we can be a part of it. Um, that gives me a ton of hope. I find that if I can walk out in the garden, everything changes, <laughs> at least for that minute, but something, you know, the, the tomatoes are just starting to turn and I planted tomatoes from seed for the first time this year and eight different kinds. And it's just, I just feel like I just that miracle. It's just such a miracle and they're all different and they have different colors and textures and flavors and those, those things that we call them little things, but I don't think they're little. I think they're monumental. I think they're, they're soul saving. So maybe each pay attention enough to find those hopeful things each day. Well, friends, I'm so glad to be in this conversation with you all and looking forward to all that this fall brings and we'll chat again soon. You got it. Welcome aboard, Derek. Thanks Excited for what's ahead. website at foodandfaithpodcast.org.